0: Thank you. Listen, nurturing the soil, feeding the community one meal at a time. You got it. I know. First time, right?
1: (laughs) In your defense, it's only been like three weeks since we've created that. Well, you've created that.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Tagline.
1: It is. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying you finally remembered it.
0: Could tell you what, actually, doing this a little earlier in the day, I have a little more energy.
1: Yeah, it is a fast difference from last time.
0: That, and you made a uh, coffee for me at lunch.
1: Yeah, that helped a little bit, at so, least for me.
0: we got a little talk about today. have had a lot happen on the farm last couple of days.
1: A lot. It's been a week, and it's only Tuesday.
0: So, for, this isn't going to go out until next Monday. Yeah. So, we're recording this on Tuesday, January 30th, so, just to give everyone a little bit of reference. It's been a little difficult getting the last one edited, so we're gonna record them on a Monday and then post the following Monday. Just give me a little more time in case something comes up.
1: Yeah. Like yesterday. That's why we're we're recording on a Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I know, because we moved it to Monday so we do some other things. All right. So last week on the farm, do you want to start us off with my two awesome deals? Now y'all have to remember, I am the guy that usually gets the brunt end of the deals. Like if you buy from me, you're getting the good deal. Like I'm the one that
1: He's I don't losing. Yeah,
0: I'm always the one that's losing. So our first deal, I mean I'm I don't even remember which day this was now.
1: It was sometime last week. Yeah,
0: last week. So I basically traded sixteen chickens. Live chickens. Live chickens for two great white Pyrenees puppies that are nine weeks old.
1: And they're super cute. They're brothers.
0: And they're purebred
1: Yep. So, I'm Odin.
0: So I got a really good deal on that because Great Pyrenees puppies can run easily. Easily it,
1: nowadays, like $1,200 yeah, sometimes. Exactly. Depending I, on who the breeder is.
0: Well, are. Jones' coworker had one for $700. Okay. So I, I've it,
1: seen some in the thousands before. Oh, yeah. Too. I mean,
0: I thought that $700 was a good deal.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, 16 chickens. Well, it was a little bit more than 16, but.
0: No, it wasn't. It was 16 I chickens.
1: Thought, okay. Anyhow, for two puppies, and they're super cute.
0: And we're actually, they're already starting to train them, and they're mm-hmm. already starting to listen. They're
1: super smart. They're way smarter than our, ma- well, I, our Malinois is smart. He's just, he's hes a, Mal- he's <laughs> a Malinois mix. He, he likes to do things too.
0: If we had a Malinois mix. If we
1: had a Malinois mix. But anyhow, two cute little puppies.
0: If I had a Malinois mix, I would say that he's an Australian Shepherd mix.
1: Probably be more favorable,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit.
1: Anyhow, two puppies.
0: You know, an in insurance company I always asks you, do you have a Doberman? Do you have a Rottweiler? Do you have a German Shepherd? They actually don't ask about my own laws. <laughs> which is, but as, okay. I, as I've as i always told the insurance agent, I have a mutt. He is a mutt.
1: High dollar now, mutts.
0: Uh, He's he's starting to calm down. It took him over about a year.
1: Well, that's just his breed.
0: But he'll listen. He's smart as a... But you got to keep him contained all the time because he... He
1: loves, loves, him loves him some, some chicken. chicken. Yes, he does. He prefers pasture-raised chicken, if he <laughs> if he uh, could choose.
0: We had Thor, the Australian Shepherd mix, out in the field. He kept some of the predators off the chickens. We had to have him keep him tied up, though. But... Some chicken because yeah, he is a predator. To some a chicken. yeah, oh gosh, I think he might have killed more chickens than he was protecting. <laughs> but I didn't have to feed him because he's he'd just get there and get, get him a couple chickens for supper.
1: And then he he would snuff at the the dog food. He would not eat, touch the dog food because you know, he had that quality chicken.
0: I think it's funny that some people are like, my dog doesn't like ground chicken. I'm like, well, mine likes it right off the. Can't say
1: right hoof. out of right out, out of the can't field. Say <laughs>
0: Right off the foot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, right off the beak. <laughs> but so we, we have been looking for some, we need some predator or livestock guardians. Mm-hmm. So, wow, I'm really going to go off our schedule. But livestock guardians, because a friend of ours was looking into livestock guardians. And she was looking at donkeys or dogs. And we have a couple of donkeys that have come with, to the place. We're on our third foal. Since we bought the place,
1: yeah, mom and dad have not been separated at all since we've she's pregnant again, yeah.
0: But this last one finally was a girl, so I'm I need she's we're gonna tame her and work with her, I'll keep her. But so, one thing about dogs is you know, livestock guardians. I was explaining this to one of our friends who listens. But uh, she was, I, I told her, I said, so donkeys, the donkeys are interesting because, well, we've noticed how they react around when we have them, when we had them with all the goats, when we had all the goats. And so, like, if one of the dogs back when we had a different dog um, would get in the pasture, the donkeys will attack the dog mm-hmm. if the donkeys are threatened. Yeah. But... A donkey will not protect something else.
1: Yeah. If the, you know, the pigs are threatened.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's one thing that.
1: They will sometimes bray when something comes around. So then you can check, but they're not going to, they're not going to haul off and try to.
0: Now, if a pack of coyotes came through and was attacking them and along with everything else, yeah, they would defend themselves. Yeah, they would defend themselves. But if it's like a one lone dog or something, they kind of like corral up and hunker back.
1: So if you want something to protect your. Flock or Pastel or whatever.
0: I love how you Dogs slip, I love lingo. how you slip that name in there. Your pastel.
1: <laughs> That's what it's
0: called. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, well, you just slipping your name and farm name well, in there all the time. So we got the dog. Yep. And so then Pat over at Roanoke Valley Horse Rescue, whose husband's a friend of mine, good friend of mine. She hit us up on Facebook and was like, hey, I got a bunch of guinea hogs. And um, so I went over there Saturday and looked at them. There had been a, which is funny, small world. So another, a friend from ours from church had told me back in November, October, that a bunch of guinea hogs had gotten out and have been running loose through their neighborhood. And Well, come to find out, Animal Control picked them up and dropped them over at RVHR, Roanoke Valley Horse Rescue, and she'd had them for months, and three sows dropped 15 piglets amongst three of them. (laughs) And so she's got a bunch of piglets running around, or, you know, running around, but she has a bunch of piglets for sale. And so I went over there and looked at them, and we were just sitting there chewing the fat and... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 we got on the subject of something. Cause she had piglets everywhere. I mean, Cause she raises Yorkshire, Hampshire crosses for herself. And I had bought some of the pampshires that we have off her. And she was, Oh yeah, I got another Guinea hug piglet over here. And she's like, there's a pot belly. I'm like, yeah, I ain't doing no pot bellies. They got attitude. Yeah. She's like, yes, she has attitude. But I was like, you got a milk cow. And she said, yeah, I got a jersey up here. So, and the calf needed weaned anyway. She had a calf on her still. And so they graciously delivered her for us for free.
1: Yeah, because we have no way of transporting transporting large animals.
0: And so we got her for $800. And actually I called up a friend and we split her. So we got a half.
1: We went halfsies with a friend.
0: So then Saturday... We milked her. Didn't awesome. get much nope. from
1: her that night. I think she was stressed from moving and all that.
0: On Saturday night, yeah. On Saturday night. On Sunday, we got like two gallons from her. Yeah. And then, apparently, she got into the pig feed, the corn. The corn. On Sunday, engorged herself. Yeah. And got, what's it called?
1: It is called, I wrote it down, and I'm going to butcher it, but, toxema.
0: Basically the, corn, the, basically, the corn. Basically, the corn ferments in the rumen.
1: It is the ingestion of large amounts of food high in carbohydrates, and basically the overgrowth of bacteria of oh man, Clos, Clostrid, clostridium Perfer, perfringens, perfringens. It's an overgrowth of bacteria from the carbohydrates in their rumen.
0: So yeah, so she so she went lethargic on us Monday morning. Oh my gosh, it was. And went downhill fast. We thought she had,
1: we thought she had mastitis,
0: mastitis,
1: um, which was not the case.
0: But I called four vets. Yeah, and thankfully, finally the fourth one out of Gretna, Abel came by and gave he her some stuff. He came
1: literally in the nick of time. I think yeah. any longer she would have been she would have been gone.
0: So he gave her some. It was anti-diarrheal and
1: probiotics.
0: Oh, uh, right. we gotta give her the probiotics tonight. Oh, okay. It was a uh, anti-reflux. It, it kind of trying to correct her pH. Yeah. This morning, uh, last night, it was kind of touch and go.
1: Yeah, she was laying down. She wouldn't. She was kind of laying her head down. She wouldn't hold her head up. I Ooh, went it's out. Not about, good.
0: I went out about eight thirty, and checked on her. I felt bad. I was like, well, great. I killed the cow. I killed killed Megan's Valentine's Day present. (laughs) And I went about 830 and I had a little hay in her stall by a little bit. And she kind of was picking at it. So I went and got some more and tried to get some better stuff in the roll. And she started munching on it. And she ate a lot of hay right there. I was watching her. So I knew she was doing better. And then this morning she was up.
1: She was up walking around. She ran away when Jeremiah tried to give her another dose of. Oh, yeah. She saw my syringe.
0: She saw my penicillin penicillin syringe and she. She noped it out of there. Oh, gosh. I I, I was stupid. I kind of like left the gate to the stall. Yeah, because we kept her in
1: the stall just to make sure she wasn't being messed with.
0: And she, like, I, I like barely like kind of moved into the stall a little bit, just enough out. And she bolted right out of that gate yeah, they're smart. and i was like well you're feeling butter."
1: yeah and we, we left her she was fine we uh tried to milk her just to make sure and there's no milk left so yeah
0: she dried that up that
1: took a toll on her body but or i'm it could glad have been the
0: anti-diarrheals. it
1: could have been it could have been what she was taking but anyhow so the next adventure will be trying to inseminate her so that we can Whatever. Get her uh, pregnant and hopefully we will be back to milking her. And how many months is it?
0: It's going to take like a year. A year. So,
1: yeah. That was, that's been Happy our Happy Valentine's week. Day, honey. Thanks. Yeah.
0: I mean, hey, I got you a cow. A really good deal.
1: No, I'm not, you know, just the circumstances.
0: You know what was funny? I was looking at the. Alarm. I was looking at the date and we've on February eleventh, we've been dating for twelve years.
1: Wow. It's a long time.
0: Yeah, we were uh I, I forgot the SD card for the recording. And so dad was looking through his old SD cards and he found one when I was in college and I was like, Wow, no wonder you married me. I was actually good looking.
1: Yep. It was the whites. That's what I always tell people. <sighs> <laughs> For those of you that might not know, Jeremiah went to VMI for a couple of years before Until we got married. We wedded. So nope. yeah, that was this week. I mean, there's other things that happened this week that were stressful, but that was the farm.
0: Well, oh yeah, your grandmother was in the hospital. Yeah, my grandmother was in the Almost hospital died. for
1: emergency surgery for a uh infection from a tooth extraction from many months ago. So And then
0: the doctor was like, "Yeah, she, if you hadn't brought her in, she would have died."
1: So yeah, or it's been, if your
0: dad hadn't brought her in,
1: yeah, it's been a stressful week, to say the least. And like I said, it's only Tuesday.
0: I can't believe it's January thirtieth. Like what?
1: Oh, it's still January. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it should be like
0: March. Oh man, I was like looking at the, looking at the calendar and looking what's got to come up this week and next week, and I got to have a speech ready by Tuesday.
1: Guess you better get on that. Dedicate yeah. the rest of the evenings this week to that.
0: I know what I'm talking about, at least.
1: <laughs> that's good.
0: Of course, we'll like this podcast won't be out. It'll be like the next day. But oh well. Oh well.
1: So yeah, that's on the farm. That's our life right now.
0: Mom was like, "You need to write a book." I was like, "Why?" She's like, "You sh- you need to start writing to tell all on all the things they don't tell you."
1: Yeah, when you're farming and homesteading and all that. They make it seem so glamorous on those reels and, you know, TikToks.
0: You know, we were talking about Ballerina Farms a couple times. You talked about me, but I've been getting reels all the time. I had to get back on Instagram for the farm or try to, you know, do more publishing and stuff. At least try to be more social media presence for the farm. But that controversy with Ballerina Farms is getting like everybody's talking about it.
1: I don't. Okay. I'll put my two cents in. I don't care what they do. Honestly, if I had daddy's money like that, you bet that my farm would be spick and span and huge and I'd have a dairy and I'd have all this and that. And Of
0: course. Well, see, this is one thing, you know, they talk about Joe Salatin. Like, oh, yeah, he's self-made and everything. Now he'll he'll say hes self- made he's self-made and he doesn't hide stuff. see, this is it's this is like with Valerie to Farms. It's not that they're hiding it. Mm-hmm. It's just that that people's perception, yeah. is not what's and there. from
1: what I can see in her posts and all that, she has not said that she's self-made or any of that. They just say that they do it, and she she posts videos of her cooking and all that. And but and all you know, that.
0: it's the same thing like with Joe Saltson, you know, everybody asking him, you know, where did he get his six hundred acre farm? Well, he inherited from his, his parents
1: and that helps a lot. Yeah. So he didn't have to pay for that.
0: And so, so you know, and, and they bought that farm back in the 50s or 60s. And where it is in Augusta County, there's a reason that they got it for dirt cheap because mm-hmm. it is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So,
1: and very hilly too. It's not exactly like, you know, flatland, but like it's not Mount Solomon. Yeah. It's not like, you know, mountainous.
0: So, Appalachian podcast today posted a, Photo, you know, guess where this town is? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's Puna Vista. I was like, cool, but it got me thinking. You we know, were talking about hills and stuff in Augusta County. Then you got the plain in Mount Solon, mm-hmm. which is flat.
1: Yeah, there's nothing. It's like, and then like many, 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 many miles away, you, you can Ali see Yankees. the the yeah, you see the mountains,
0: and it's like flat as a pancake. And I was like, wow, there's a place like this in Virginia. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, don't it's farm not. This.
1: That big, but you know, I mean, it's it's uh,
0: probably pushing one or two thousand acres easily,
1: maybe if like, not
0: more. But
1: you still get it. I I like that area because you get Solomon. the yeah you get the you get the flatness, but then you have the the, the mountains in the background, uh, yeah. but then you can see all the the barns and all the the farms and stuff, and
0: yeah, I know we didn't wanted to farm in Augusta County, but
1: <laughs> it's expensive.
0: Well, last time I checked when we were working up there last year, it was twenty five to thirty thousand an acre. Man. Of farmland. I mean, that's just yeah. straight bare farmland. Yeah. Whereas opposed to Franklin County, we're sitting on about you can still get stuff about eight thousand an acre.
1: Yep.
0: Of course that's prime Shenandoah Valley. Farmland up in Augusta County. Yeah,
1: it is. To farm up there would be fun,
0: but Oh, hey, I like our little farm.
1: I do, too. I'm not complaining. It needs,
0: it needs a it lot needs of work. It needs some work, but. A lot of work. So if anybody wants to apprentice or have an internship.
1: You know where to go.
0: I'm going to talk to the extension agent on Thursday about reaching out to trying to get us some apprenticeships because I'm getting really nervous about. I shouldn't say nervous. I'm just pre-planning, being prepared, trying to get some help lined up. Oh, and then, yeah, last Thursday, too, I went to Cooper's Cove Community Center uh, meeting. That was interesting. That was two and a half hours long. I'm not going to go into that, but...
1: That's not that kind of podcast.
0: N- no, but <laughs> what, the reason I mentioned it up is that I, I briefly mentioned the CSA, and a lot of people seem like they're interested. Oh, yeah. I passed out 30 business cards, and I put the pickup on the website today and just picked a random time. Hopefully they're okay with it. I, I know a lot of the board, so I'm sure they'll be fine with it. <laughs> but the reason I mentioned that is because I I was talking to one of the guys there and he, he, he mentioned that food, food freedom really bridges the gap and connects people because, One, food is a necessity. And no matter if you're left, you're right, or whatever your political beliefs is, 98% of people believe that you should have a right to choose whatever you consume. Yeah. And that's really what the raw milk uh, fights in the 90s came from. And a lot of people don't realize there were a lot of raw milk farmers that went to jail.
1: Oh, really? How do you know that?
0: Yeah, and they... They went to jail or they were fined heavily and spent a lot of time in court because they believed that they'd have the right to share. Excuse me. They they had not necessarily a right to sell, but people had the right to consume.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I should be able to consume what I want because why should someone tell me otherwise? It doesn't make sense in my mind. I'm sure it makes sense in the big wigs. Mine, but well, the higher so, ups.
0: Going back into history a little bit, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was several books and stories that were written about the horrible conditions of the slaughtering houses and everything. Oh, i I I forgot what the book was. It was about the slaughtering houses and meatpacking facilities in Chicago. I'm going to go home and look it up and be like, oh, yeah, it's the book. And, you know, it, it was very, quote, unquote, unsanitary, which there's some people now claim that the book was overblown and was just a way for further bureaucracy in the federal government to arise. Mm. Because it wasn't until the early 19, or excuse me, the early 1900s that a lot of your bureaucracy in your food came about. Yeah. So you know. well,
1: some of the problem with with the raw milk, there is something that happened a long time ago. Don't ask me when. Uh, is the swill milk where they were feeding the the cows? Bit. So I mean, like kind of what happened with our cow? Uh, they were feeding them the spi- the so byproduct of like whiskey or something. This wasn't was
0: it? in the early. This was in the early eighteen hundreds. And particularly in New York City.
1: Yeah.
0: And they were having dairies right next to the distilleries or breweries and feeding the cows spent grain.
1: Yeah. Which is not good for them.
0: No. It, com- it, it Their milk is funky.
1: Yeah. It makes their milk basically poisonous to us.
0: No. Well, it wasn't necessarily that the milk was poisonous based off the spent grains. It was they were adding things to it to make it more milk-like. That was actually – they uh-huh. They were adding chalk, uh, plaster of Paris, and some other things. Oh, really? I thought
1: it was – that it made the milk bad, though.
0: There's I, – I, I'm not – I don't I,
1: know. This is like one article that I read that I came across from reading something else. So
0: so there was a lot of unethical practices. Let's yeah. just say this. There was a lot of unethical practices that gave rise to the bureaucracy. Yeah. Such as and they
1: said, we're going to swoop in and save the day.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> such as, you know, having your inspected meat, you know, your USDA inspected meat and your pasteurized milk and everything. And so what they've done is they've said basically you cannot trust the farmer, but you can trust the government to make decisions that are good for you. So that's kind of where we're at today well, that's kind of where we're at too about the you know about thirty years ago ish but and a lot of people are starting to realize like, hey, there are some things, particularly raw milk that has health benefits, you know pasteurization kills and everything, and it's really safe it's not as bad as they make it out to be if it is raised properly and the farmer is ethical and his practice,
1: yeah, and is clean about it
0: a lot of farms fought and a lot of people said hey I want the right to consume it you know I want to go to this farmer that I trust and I know is ethical and honest and transparent and I want to buy his product even though even though the bureaucracy says it's not good for me and so which I
1: think is a god given right right
0: I mean being
1: able to choose where you get your food from
0: I, this comes down to it if you trust the farmer now see the, the, the whole idea about the the need for the bureaucracy is that the consumer is so removed f- from their food that they can't make a choice.
1: Well, now, but not when it was starting.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I guess that's kind of the point. It's like if you're buying, you know, so let's say another interesting statistic. So when you get a one pound of hamburger at the store, the there's an average of 40 cattle in mm-hmm. that one pound of burger because this, because your average large scale processing facility is processing 2000 head a day it's and, all going in the same vat. Yeah. Big, big grinders and big packages, right? Yep. So you don't know where that comes from. You don't know who raised it. It could have been, and there, there's a whole other discussion about product to USA and everything. I'm not even going to go into that, but the idea is, the reason that the bureaucracy was raised because those 40 cattle could have been raised 40 different ways from 40 different farms. And so there has to be some oversight that they were handled correctly and healthy and everything. I get that. Yeah. I understand in the, in the reason the bureaucracy is needed to manage some of that. But.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm all for like if somebody's not doing something ethically right, then shut them down. But don't. Well. Don't come to. Well, yeah, if they're not, if they're adding stuff to their milk True. to make it not blue or whatever, you know, then they shouldn't be in business.
0: And then there's that honest farmer, Amos Miller. Behind. I don't know. In Lancaster County, he, he he's done a model with his raw milk and his meat, He a private buy club. So the concept is he's not selling to the public. He's selling to private members. I haven't really looked at the legality or whatever behind his program, but the concept is he's not selling to the general public. Mm -hmm. He's only selling to people that are buying from him directly and that know his practices and know him.
1: So is it a share or is it not? Well, the term – It's kind of a blurred line.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a share or what because how raw milk works in the state of Virginia is you're not buying the end product.
1: You're buying the cow you're buying the thing that's it-
0: well you're buying a share in the farm. Oh okay. S- same thing with the CSAs. Yeah. Or uh, for produce, you're buying a share in the farm. And so the courts have ruled that buying a share in the farm is not participating in commerce. Mm-hmm. So therefore it cannot be regulated by the government. And so that's how they've gotten around it. But in Pennsylvania for instance, it is legal to buy uh, or it is legal to sell raw milk? Yeah, by the gallon. And Wouldn't within that be go in the store
1: and be like, "Oh, some raw milk."
0: Yeah, there's some there. There's a little bit of a food freedom movement in Virginia, I think. With the raw milk, see, you can go buy raw milk shares, and so it's really I think it's that's available. Why they don't really push care it? To push yeah. it?
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't want to lose the whole share thing either.
0: Well, I think it's more of. The people that are interested in raw milk in the in Virginia, for They'll instance, find a way. Well, know, I mean, even
1: though it would be more available if they could sell it, just oh yeah, out. I
0: mean, yeah, it would be. But that's that's probably why I don't think there's. If I know there is a lot of food, uh, lobbyists and stuff in the state because I've seen some of their groups and stuff, but I haven't really picked it up in the mainstream media. So I don't really think that's a yeah. I don't really think it's a big movement in Virginia. Probably not. Or at least one that I'm aware of. And if I'm not aware of it, then y'all need to do better (laughs) publicity is all I got to say. And so, you know, this is where we start getting into this concept of, again, you know, hitting back on the right to consume. You have your people that are more left-leaning they're the same thing, and, and we need to really come ar- and gather around this concept of food freedom, because if the farmer is ethical, safe, and sanitary, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's so—it's so weird. It's like so for—and
1: if you're a good steward, you will be ethical and clean, and you will do your best to keep any kind of, you
0: know. So, so again, a little bit of the there's non-amenable. And amenable. So, non-amenable basically means there's no regulation on it. So, you can take, you can go shoot a deer, mm-hmm. right? You can take it to any Joe Blow. Yep. And he can process it for you and you pay him a fee to process it. Yeah. So, deer are non-amenable. Rabbit technically is not amenable You do not have to have it inspected at a at USDA, inspected processing facility or customer's end. Yeah. Buffalo. You don't have to do it. It is not amenable. The only things that are- Do our, we even
1: have- Are we even allowed to have buffalo?
0: It's buffalo that have been crossbred with cows. Oh. The only true buffalo are owned by the federal government.
1: Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. I did not know that. That's interesting.
0: It's so technically any buffalo that you can buy is technically crossbred with cow. cow. Yeah, so back, back, back They're when buying. they started building them up, they crossed them with cows to get interesting. the- Interesting. To get the uh, the the diversity built up. Huh. And those is what people grow for food. But so um again, so that's not amenable. So but amenable is your cattle, your sheep, your goats, and your poultry and mm-hmm. your hogs. That's the only thing that you have to have inspected. Everything else it's not amenable. It's like me you know, when the lady came out for our poultry exemption. She's like bone broth is not amenable. I was like, what does that mean? It's not amenable. There's no regulation on it. It's not regulated. Hmm. So there's a lot of things that aren't regulated that any Joe Blow out here can process and sell to you. Yeah, but it can't be it can't be a hog. It can't be a sheep. It can't be a goat. It can't be a cow. And it can't be a bird. It
1: can't be your regular things that you're Correct. used to.
0: So. Why? Another one's the guinea pig. You know, a cute little guinea pig. <laughs> They're a delicacy in South America. Uh-huh. You can, we can raise guinea pigs all day long. <laughs> Butcher them in the barn in the pig poop. <laughs> We're not going to do that. But using as an example. Yeah. And we can sell them. And if people keep buying from them because they like guinea pig wrapped <laughs> in poop or pig poop. then
1: Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine a guinea pig farm? That'd be hilarious. Actually so. What do you call a, a, a group of guinea pigs? <laughs> I I like, I That's that
0: why they're called American guinea hawks, because yeah. the guinea pigs got already taken. <laughs> so why, why the discrepancy, right? So another thing about a deer processor. So you can take a deer to him and process it, and he can grind up that deer, cut up that deer, grind it up, and, and package it in burger and sell it back to you yeah he cannot that deer processor cannot buy pork fat that has been processed correctly and mm. add it to that deer because then he since it is an amenable product, he then has to have falls under regulation of mm. a commercial kitchen mm. The only difference is is he added pork fat
1: yeah. Interesting.
0: It is, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Then it's just pork fat, too. Like, I don't understand.
0: It's, And I'm saying it's not pork fat that he well, killed off a pig in his backyard. I mean, this is pork fat stupid. that, you know, he bought, he could have bought from us. Yeah. That's been inspected that we can legally sell. Yeah. But he cannot legally handle that.
1: Well, that's the same with, like, Cookies and and pies, and the difference between what you can sell and what you you can sell bread. Don't even sell cookies that are started
0: in college, cottage law. Uh, Yeah, that's a lot. I don't want to fool with it. I'm sure I'm I'm, probably people don't realize it, but basically, so you can sell anything that doesn't need to be refrigerated in your home kitchen, like pies, for instance, Mm -hmm. that don't have to be refrigerated. You can make a cookie mix.
1: Not already mixed, but just you know, Uh, all the flour and the sugar and the chocolate.
0: But you cannot sell cookies. You cannot bake it and then sell it, even if it was egg and dairy free. Hmm. You you then you fall under an inspected kitchen.
1: Hmm. Cookie dough, I guess that has to be refrigerated, so you can't do dry mix. It actually says dry mix, so it's dry mix, not the dough. So anything that can harbor bacteria easily.
0: You Well, you want to get me really into it?
1: No, I do not. Okay, but... well, I'm
0: going to. <laughs> so if you're a commercial kitchen, i.e. making things like, say, rendering lard. Yeah. So you have to be a commercial kitchen or an inspecting home kitchen. There's some nuances, but whatever. If you wanted to take pork fat that has been properly inspected and everything, and you wanted to render that down into lard... You would have to have an inspected kitchen.
1: Which is silly because once lard is made, it is shelf stable. You don't have to do anything to it. You put it in the jar and you set it on the shelf and it's good.
0: So you can take lard and render, it, excuse me, take poor fat and render it down if you're an inspected kitchen. But if you were to take a non-amenable fat, you can do it anyway. And and then another thing about cottage law. Do bison
1: have fat on them?
0: Yeah.
1: Huh. I guess it'd be like a tallow then. After.
0: So another thing about cottage law, you can sell acidic foods like your pickles and your.
1: Anything pickled, anything in that? Yeah, five percent
0: Acidic, acidic, but only up to three thousand dollars a year. You cannot sell over three thousand dollars because that three thousand and one dollars is going to. Just, That's too much. That's Well, I was thinking about inflation, right? Mm-hmm. So how much has inflation went up since that law was written?
1: Yeah, and then you're, you're selling even less product.
0: Yeah. Huh. So why $3,000? I don't
1: know. It's kind of a weird number to just stay at.
0: So yeah, food freedom. Yeah. Oh, and then the new regulation on produce, selling produce. So since we're going to sell over $25,000 on produce, we have to we have to uh, register yeah. with the state. Actually, all farms selling produce have to register with the state now. And they have if they sell over $25,000 a year, they have to get their water tested. <laughs> if we sell <laughs> $25,000 in one and our water's not tested,
1: we're screwed. They're going to come for us.
0: Wow. Kind of leads us Oh, You're talking about that last article about um, how homegrown food is dangerous for the environment. Yep. It's bad
1: for you. You're killing the polar bears.
0: I tell you what, Nick Freitas is like.
1: Oh, my man. Yes.
0: I was like, he is really like taking the gloves off lately. He's like, I just don't give a crap. I love
1: what he said about, okay, let's shut down for a little bit. And then the farmers will shut down and see who's needed most.
0: On the house, on the floor of the house, he belly. said
1: it on the floor. Yes, ah,
0: uh. and he's like in my cough voice. I'll, t- yeah,
1: did you? <laughs> oh man, he's great.
0: The the regulation is just insane. Through the mo- I'm, I'm gonna play this video from Instagram and I'll say who it is after the video. Give him props. I saw this today, and it'd be excellent time for us to discuss it because it goes in with our topic today
1: claims that some ultra-processed foods might be good for your health, but I'm not buying it. The study suggests that not all processed foods are dietary villains, in particular bread and cereals. The WHO-backed researchers gave the all clear to consume some ultra-processed foods previously seen as harmful, but that they don't associate with the risk of multi-morbidity, including sweets and desserts, ready-to-eat meals, savory snacks, and plant-based alternatives to meat products. The new international study claimed that regular consumption of meat products increases the risk of developing cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. The researchers concluded that it is not necessary to completely avoid ultra-processed foods since they deem some as healthy. I disagree with many of their conclusions on ultra-processed foods being healthy and believe we should eat high-quality animal proteins and fats.
0: So that was from Forward off Instagram. I tell you what that kid lays it down, yeah he referenced a study that says that ultra processed foods including cereals, breads and sweets, desserts, savory snacks, and ready to eat meals and the plant based meats are good for your health now i i heaven forbid we 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 go against a peer reviewed study right, but how many <coughs> Well, even me and you sitting here understand that our own anecdotal evidence that cutting out processed foods has greatly improved our health. Yeah. And even from our multiple customers.
1: I mean, enough time has gone by in the last couple years that the WHO have said things that I think people are catching on that. Maybe we need to do the opposite of what they say.
0: So they're telling you to eat things that you cannot read the names of that have a 100 ingredients, but not to eat meat, eggs, butter, raw milk, raw
1: milk, all the all the things that are natural in their natural state. We should not consume them. I don't know. Sounds a little fishy to me.
0: And that goes and see, this is about building a narrative. And then you have another again the telegraph article that we referenced last time yeah don't grow your own food you only can eat stuff that's processed
1: but you know fatty liver disease is rising in children now <laughs> so what does that tell you in a world where you know the moms will go for the 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 snack pack before an apple because you know it's quick and easy and the kid
0: will eat it cut out a lot of stuff lately mm-hmm. just because of money. Yeah. <laughs> but also health wise. Definitely I noticed around Christmas when we had a lot of sweets, I was definitely feeling worse. Yeah.
1: Sluggish. We got sick around that time too. They don't call it sugar season for nothing.
0: Yeah, there's a whole other
1: Yeah. I mean it does it suppresses your immune system when you consume a lot of sugar. It's not good for you. And there's there there's a stark difference between our oldest and the rest of them because after our second was born it was like six months in is when I started really changing the diet around and really incorporating more fruits and veggies and, and the more natural things. Our first did not get that experience and he has he struggles a lot with being able to eat those veggies and stuff but from the second down and on they they their first foods were just non on a raw vegetable, you know, and they have no issues eating vegetables or anything funky or weird Shoot, or the different.
0: Fo- the fourth wants your salad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nora will <laughs> will ask me, Can I have your salad? <laughs> no. I it's have, mine. Yeah, it's mine. But yeah, so I can I can tell the difference when, you know, between the children, how they were raised.
0: You know, when when this podcast goes out on social media, I would love to hear some other stories from our listeners about how they have started to eat healthy and clean yeah. and how it's improved their quality of life. Yeah. Because we've heard multiple stories from our own customers who have said they've really you know, drastically changed their lifestyle yeah. and they have a higher quality of life just from taking not eating processed foods not eating you know only eating stuff that's local mm. they know how it's raised
1: and you don't have to cut the things out that you love you just need to find a better way to do it maybe that's just making it at home
0: oh i tell you what i love your focaccia
1: yeah sourdough
0: i don't even want to eat store-bought bread me neither
1: you yeah. see how many ingredients are in store-bought bread
0: not even that it's, like it's kind
1: like, yeah yeah, it's not great. Something about homemade fresh bread.
0: It is good. So yeah, um we're on Facebook X. Facebook's definitely the most that we get traction on and next door. Get a couple a little bit a little bit on next door. I hate Facebook.
1: I think most millennials do actually. I think Facebook's more for um the
0: Gen-, the gen, x. gen x yeah i can tell you what i just but, so on the website now i can track where people come from mm-hmm. and buy everyone is coming through facebook which i get it that's why i'm using it but there are better alternatives out there people there are i really like x everyone's in on x but the uh, it's just it's it's in chronological order Cause I saw something the other day on Facebook, on today on Facebook that was posted four days ago, yeah. and it was an event. And like, how are you, you you what you got to post an event three weeks in advance? And but well, whatever.
1: Anyhow, we're on all the socials.
0: Yeah, and then uh, hopefully going we'll to some flyers out this week. So you also should see flyers when you hear this, um, in the pickup locations. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it's been forever since I went around to the pickup locations to finalize deals, but at the same time, it's only been it's only been a month. See, I told so, you,
1: January's dragging on.
0: Ugh, February February's a day longer.
1: it's really gonna drag.
0: Then it's March. Gosh, we got a lot to do. So we're to seed. Yeah, I got my seed in. What's funny is I went there and built my cart, and two things were already out of stock by the time I. Waited a day and ordered it. So I was like, I need to order all this stuff.
1: Yeah. Get your seeds now if you want them. We got Actually, it's better to do it like a year in advance. But
0: Because well, then you get what you want. We're using a lot of stuff from last year, so hopefully it still germinates.
1: I think it will. It's pretty, the basement's pretty, you know, temperature controlled, so that helps a lot.
0: We got to start starting. We should start. We're going to be starting some greens here in the next couple of weeks. And so a limited amount, and we're going to start offering those at the uh, farm stand. Yep. So, and explain this to me. I have pre-sold more chicken for the summer than I have so- actually sold chicken this summer, or this month, and people have come picked up. Explain that to me.
1: I think people just like to know that they're going to get it.
0: So I guess I'm just going to go Is that
1: Ordering from Amazon and like waiting for the thing to come in is more so, exciting than actually I'm getting
0: it. Like, so, so I need to start another like chicken and egg CSA after the, yeah, I guess the summer so. CSA. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm by, I'm just surprised. It's just one of those things. I was looking at the numbers today, and it really surprised me.
1: Yeah, I guess you never know till you do it.
0: I hope a couple more people sign up tomorrow. We're like so close to our sales go for the month.
1: <laughs> what is that thirty? Or, or are you at uh, no, dollar, dollar amount? Dollar amount.
0: Okay. So I'm like, okay. if we keep if we keep our monthly sales up, we can get a loan. Yeah. And then if we get a loan, we can really we
1: can really farm pump
0: into agriculture or our infrastructure.
1: Yeah, we do really need to work on that.
0: And then we can hire people to do it, and I don't have to do everything.
1: And then we have more time to do other things.
0: So I got a quote the other the day. I got a quote the other day for grading the front field, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. What shocked me was gravel. Yeah. $550 a load.
1: That's a lot. What's it's a poundage?
0: A uh, 20 ton.
1: Oh.
0: Huh. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's right. Yeah, 40000 pounds. Um. And then I went over to the Little Red Hen and picked up some feed, so just a couple bags of corn, and holy smokes, feeds went up again.
1: Hmm. Times is hard.
0: Yeah, that, that chicken CSA price might be getting raised a little bit. Ugh. So for it's sending about 520 a pound on the whole for the chicken CSA. Yeah, it might have to go up a little bit. <laughs> uh
1: We'll see. See what happens.
0: That's the only thing about pre-sailing. Yeah. <laughs> Feeds going to go up. Uh, well, what did you think of this episode? A little better than last week?
1: I have more energy than last week. Because hey, I you're drank more talkative. some coffee. Coffee? For coffee?
0: We, coffee. Hey, there's a new uh, coffee? There's a coffee shop in Boone's Mill. Is it really? Yeah, it's a Boone's Mill mercantile.
1: Hmm. I'll try out sometime. As our special treat every now and then?
0: Now, I was thinking, we need to go on a date.
1: Farmers get to go on dates?
0: Eventually. I that don't know. works, Man, that can, we, can we? Can we use our 12th anniversary as an excuse? Our 12th dating anniversary?
1: I don't know. Your birthday's after that, so.
0: Which okay. one you want? I mean, one each month. I'm like, <laughs> one's <laughs> in February, one's in March. You remember, you remember when I asked you out? Officially?
1: See, here's the thing.
0: Can you tell which one's the romantic one?
1: I've had a lot of babies over the years, so my brain's not where it was. Mid-
0: midwinter formal dance. That'd be a mine.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess it was not wasn't it?
0: I don't like dances. I don't like modern dances.
1: Okay, you don't like dances. Mister, let's, let's get a shindig going. Oh, well. For the community.
0: I got too many ideas and not enough interest and help from other people. Anyhow. So, what are we going to talk about next week? Um, Any ideas? Give me a couple shotgun ideas. I
1: don't have any ideas.
0: Well, definitely recap the week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have to think about it.
0: I honestly would like to hear the five people that listen to this podcast. It is more than five people, but... The five people who aren't your family (laughs) 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 to uh, to maybe give us some ideas what y'all like to hear about.
1: Yeah, feedback is welcome.
0: All I get to hear is y'all are awesome. I'm like, cool. Thank you. Positive feedback. I don't want to hear no negative Nancys.
1: Constructive criticism.
0: Now, if y'all don't want to hear me and I can quit and then go for it. Let me know. (laughs) Uh, so we kind of went off topic a little bit but I really do think that food is the food freedom and food choice is the topic that doesn't matter if you're left or right up down should be able to have it Yep, and you should have access to it and people should be able to grow it
1: yep and do your own research, even though they say not to.
0: And we need your support. And, you know, still, we, we got 27 CSA members. Yay. So three more. More than 30.
1: double from last year.
0: Yep. Which is great. We're still, I, I want to double it. So by the end of February, I want to have close to 60. yeah. Okay. Hey, we're averaging about one a day. And please leave your phone number so I can call you and Verify you signed up correctly because the two ladies that I had questions about, because just how they.
1: They just didn't get number. They
0: didn't, but I emailed them. Oh, that's So that's the thing, uh, you know.
1: Oh, it's not only just for verifying that. It's also if they're in the event there's an emergency or not able to get your share out or something comes up or you know, we got to move something around. We can call you directly and we won't have to, you know, wait for you to check your email or whatever.
0: And you know, we're going to do the best we can to make sure everything goes smoothly as possible. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm just saying, like, if there's like an emergency, you never know what's going to happen.
0: Oh, I did add, I did add another day at Melvin's Saturday, I think, because uh, she gets a lot of traffic on Saturday. So, yeah, I didn't want to really limit it, but. We're we're gonna have to spread out. We get we're we're getting a lot on Wednesdays, so I need to spread some out on Saturday, just so it spreads out of Harvest Days a little better. Please subscribe, like, follow us everywhere possible.
1: Share the podcast. Yeah. Tell others about us.
0: Were you you, you were sharing it with someone today?
1: Yeah, just a uh, old Instagram friend. It's weird to say that, but I don't know her in person. <laughs> But we've known each other for years.
0: I guess that's the point. That's the thing about a podcast is people can consume it whenever. I actually like doing the podcast better than so than posting on social media.
1: Like doing it, doing it, like like you're actual sitting, recording.
0: Or? No, like recording and stuff. Oh, I just and
1: editing it. No, gotta I mean, do what you gotta do.
0: Yeah, that's what we were talking about. We were uh, jamming pills down the cows' throat today, administering medicine, and Megan was. Uh, doing it very well for her first time and it got me thinking man i wish i had a gopro right now because this would be definitely something for content yeah. <laughs> well see i don't think about con- i just don't think about I it like oh wait 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 yeah let's set up a tripod there's
1: an emergency let's let's get our phones out yeah <laughs> i don't think oh my goodness my cow is is near the brink of death let me get a video of her i don't think that i kind of i try to live in the moment if i can
0: but everybody wants to
1: share in your moment. I understand that. But if they
0: want to share in a moment, they should come volunteer. Come
1: volunteer and you can share all the moments, all the moments you want.
0: Do you ever wish you'd done this before actually going into it? Like, do you ever wish you'd been like learned it or something before you went into it?
1: Like farming?
0: Yeah. Or are you actually like learning on the fly?
1: There are some, some instances where we've run into problems that was we didn't know. Like, Case in point, cow got into the corn, and that's probably something we would have known if we
0: lived well, around I, it or I, been around I, it. I I, I, t- I called a buddy, been a dairy farmer for twenty some years, and he was like, "Ah, it probably isn't that." Then he said, "Unless she's eating a five gallon buckets worth, which she, she probably, probably, probably did, did and just didn't, but
1: didn't know." We the problem is we didn't know how much she ate, well, because it was in a big old. See
0: that's the problem. We're running cows with pigs and everything, so you know there's not that separation. But that's another story. Yeah, and then some got in killed more chickens, our layers. So there will be an aggressive predator hunt.
1: Yep, those things are too valuable.
0: Oh, for 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 all those listening, you will probably be getting white eggs. They are pasture raised. They're the same.
1: They yep, same nutritional value. They're just
0: White. Because I actually looked into that, right? Like, because you look at the efficiency of white egg layers versus brown egg layers. Mm -hmm. So all chickens make white eggs. Yeah. Then they pigment the shell.
1: Yeah. It takes more energy, though, to pigment it.
0: Correct. So that's why I was like, all right, white eggs are going to be for wholesalers. Or, Mm -hmm. well, we are ordering some brown egg layers. They'll be here Friday, as chicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so four take, months later.
1: Yeah, it'll take a little bit for them to get.
0: Or five months other, five months later. Another thing is, like everyone thinks brown eggs are better, which I'm not going to fight that, but it's just interesting.
1: Yeah, it's just, yeah. All
0: right, for our kids' time today, we are joined by Nora. Nora, what exciting things have happened on the farm this week?
1: I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> what two new little things did we get? Um, puppy. Puppies. And... I th- you forget?
0: What, what do you forget? big
1: thing did we get? A cow. A cow. Puppies! A family milk cow.
0: Go What's your favorite? Cow. Do
1: you like the puppies or do you like the cow? Puppies. I figured you'd say that. <laughs> What's their names? Um, I don't know. You don't remember? Ivar and Odin. Ivar and Odin. Odin. <laughs> Odin. <laughs> We're going
0: with the Viking theme since we are <laughs> <for it>. Yep. <laughs>
1: I like the uh, Norse names for dogs. I <laughs> Do you take the puppies for walks?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boop, 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 go, go, go. <laughs> So.
1: What kind of dogs do, are they? Do you remember? What? Do you remember what kind of dog they are?
0: Um,
1: I don't know. Great Pyrenees. Great Pyrenees? What yep. that means? Which means they're going to get really big. They're going to get bigger than you are. <gasps> Wait, like um, they're gonna
0: get—they're
1: gonna get bigger than Thor is. Like this? Thing? Yep. And this thing? really, really big. Hey, like this? <laughs> Anything else new on the farm, Nora? Um, mm, I don't know. No, no, no. Is it really muddy? Yeah. It's very muddy. Yeah. Billy, 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 buddy. You're crazy. Anything else you'd like to tell them? Um, no.
0: Say thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You join our CSA.
1: Don't mess with that. What? <laughs> and join our CSA. I join our CSA.
0: All right, Nora. Thank but, you. Thank you for joining us.
1: Nora, signing off. Ah.
0: This has been So Grow Listen. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Pastel Hills Farm Podcast. Together on this pilgrim Trail.